Lisa Raich, she's on the morning brief this morning, and she is a former federal cabinet minister, and she's an absolute delight. Nice to have you. Nice to have you too, John. Or nice to be here. Sorry. Uh, let's start actually with uh, this business of Doug Ford's Tories trying to paint a portrait of Bonnie Crombie as Marie Antoinette. Um, this is not the Bonnie Crombie I have ever met before. I didn't know she wore Rolexes and rode shotgun in Maseratis. Well, and so what? Who cares? I mean, the reality is, is that in the case of Bonnie Crombie, you're dealing with a pretty solid track record of understanding what people want, both at the federal and the municipal level. So I think this is a knee-jerk reaction. They had to get something out. This is what they decided to go with. Okay, but it's not going to hold up. You got to come up with something better than this. She actually says she doesn't even own a car, but, you know, that doesn't preclude riding in somebody else's Maserati. <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, I know people who have Maseratis. They're not terrible people. Gosh, I mean, I hate this whole thing about tearing it down. I actually even felt that when people went after Jagmeet Singh because he was carrying a Versace shopping bag, that that was over the top as well. Who cares? It has nothing to do with whether or not you can empathize and understand and want to make a difference in people's lives. Well, I'm all for high fashion. It's just I'm not a big fan of Versace, but let's keep moving. Uh, Uber launching a lawsuit against the city of Toronto when the city of Toronto's council voted in October to cap the number of available licenses for hire car drivers in the city. It's an interesting debate, Lisa, because... The city does actually have the right to regulate commerce within city boundaries, but at the same time, uh, you know, Uber is saying this means we can't provide the service quality we want to. Yeah, this is true. And individual um, counselors are going to be held to account because a lot of people make some side gig money off of it where they can work their own hours and use their own vehicle and they just want to make some money. And that's OK. And they go through the process of the training that the city of Toronto has, which is very unique. But my thought on this one is, the city has just set up another unregulated market, and that is the market of people who want to buy these licenses now that they are scarce, meaning that you've got a certain amount of licenses out there. They're going to be worth a lot more. So maybe you'll see a secondary market for people selling their Uber licenses. Uh, let's see. Speaker of the House of Commons running afoul of impartiality rules. Important we map this out, I think. The Speaker is supposed to be, even though they're elected as an MP for a given party, they're supposed to be uh, nonpartisan. And this particular Speaker appeared in a video congratulating uh, John Fraser on his service as the interim leader of the Ontario Liberals. And Lisa, I can appreciate why that would get some people's backs up. I'm not sure it's necessarily career ending. I don't know if it's career ending, but my God, what a stupid move that was by him. Because what it shows to me is that he doesn't understand the gravity and the purpose of the Speaker of the House, the historical connotation. All of these things are incredibly important. That's why you get dragged down the aisle, because nobody wants to be the Speaker, because you shed your partisan ways. And guess what? He showed up in his robes in a partisan atmosphere. And it's unfortunate. And um, he's going to learn from it. He won't do it again, is my guess. And he'll have to be really, really careful. Yeah, he's had some missteps, hasn't he? And he's only been in the seat for like three weeks. I think you should take time over Christmas to read some books about <laughs> how to be a speaker. To be honest, I will. I mean, yeah. or go have... Go have lunch with Peter Milliken, for God's sake. Figure this out. Well, I want a speaker. I don't know if you ever saw the videos of the Speaker of the House of Commons in the UK, and he would yell at this top <laughs> voice and scold people. Yeah. And I think he was Scottish. <laughs> I, d I never remember. But I thought, that's style. Yeah, he also got in a lot of trouble, John. So let's not emulate that guy. Okay. Uh, listen, <laughs> off the top, while we were trying to uh, make sure we had hooked up with you, I was talking about this business of the menorah at Moncton City Hall. That was a quick reversal. 
Yeah, it was. And good for them for reversing it. I, uh, th- these are sensitive topics and people have to have to get their act together in making sure they understand what's being implied or what's being sent out as a message when they do these things. Meanwhile, a uh, the, actually the CEO of Sobeys or the group that controls Sobeys was on Parliament Hill yesterday insisting that Canada has the most competitive grocery retail in the world. I have a hard time believing that. Oh, my gosh, I really wanted to talk about this one today. Uh And and the reason being is that, please, to all the communications consultants out there, do not send your people out with these overbroad kind of statements that can so easily be refuted. And I'll give you an example. On TikTok last night, I came across a woman who lives three minutes outside Bradford, Ontario. She had a bag of Bradford, Ontario carrots that she paid three bucks for at a grocery store. And she stitched herself to another TikTok of a woman in Mississippi same bag of carrots paid 87 cents Hmm. tell me about the competitiveness in canada that stuff is is destroying to your to your reputation it's destroying to what you're saying so watch out for the overbroad communications on these things if he believes it then he should go to mississippi and buy big carrots (laughs) and finally the cbc is cutting jobs not surprising Uh, we were cutting jobs here uh some time ago the toronto star i think has been cutting jobs conventional media is cutting a lot of jobs because the advertising revenue's gone digital for sure. And, you know, it, we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of debulking of jobs, I guess, is a way to put it <laughs> in all industries, telecommunications, banking, finance. It's tough when it happens over Christmas. I don't like this time of year for that reason, because it really sets people back. So I feel for those who are getting those those communications today. But um, if you're going to these companies are going to have to deal with the realities and especially when it's completely government funded. I'd imagine, Lisa, you've seen on social media that some people are crowing about this just because they hate the CBC as a reflex. But I think it's really sad thing to be celebrating that 800 families have lost their breadwinner. Yeah, and they've had some big missteps. I mean, they have been criticized, I think, validly for some of their editorial choices and some of the choices that they've made in terms of how they're broadcasting stories. Um, And that's fair ball. But to crow over people losing their jobs, I don't think is appropriate. But that's just me. Thanks a lot for this. Wonderful to have you this morning. Thanks, John. Take care. Bye. That's former federal cabinet minister Lisa Raitt. And the tinkling of uh, dishware and glassware in the background is because she's at the airport waiting to uh, to take a plane. I thought, what, is she in a diner? This is just so, you know, good morning, America. But actually, she's calling us from the airport. Well, that's the second contributor to do that, because Kevin Vong earlier in the week had also called from the Maple Leaf Lounge or the Air Canada yeah. Lounge or whatever. I'm like, oh, they're getting used to our show there. Pretty good audio quality, though, eh? I mean, you really, man, who would have thought three years ago that you could have studio quality audio from an airport lounge?